Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan Grzbowski, and this is a Blind Entrepreneurship bonus episode brought to you by Penji, a podcast that helps entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision to profitability. This week's episode is all about the future of advertising. It comes from a couple days ago when we went on Facebook Live to discuss advertising through Penji's Masterclass series that we're doing uh, every Tuesday uh, on Penji's Facebook account. You can um, listen to it directly on Facebook Live at 10 a.m. EST, or you could just check it out and sign up to our email newsletter to, uh, to get it in real time. This is being presented a couple days after the fact, but regardless, it still resonates to today as it did a couple days ago. And on this episode, we talked to two close friends of personal friends of mine. One is Greg Starr, one of the co-founders of Carvertize, and Mac Frederick, who is one of the founders of Momentum Digital, which is a digital agency here in located right outside, uh, right in within Philadelphia. And Greg's business is actually located in Delaware. And both of these professionals are incredibly incredibly talented, incredibly smart, real thought leaders when it comes to advertising. And I wanted to bring both of these professionals on because there are two relatively conflicting views. You have the carvertize model where you're advertising on cars uh, and it plays perfectly with the online advertising world because you kind of need a combination of that experiential type of uh, marketing versus the online advertising marketing. Overall, it was a, a great episode that goes way beyond the idea behind advertising and more so the idea behind marketing and lead generation. So enjoy today's episode. Check it out. Yeah, thanks for having me on, John. Um, I started Carvertize with my partner. Ironically, his name is also Mac. Uh, back in uh, uh, 2012, it's been really confusing these email threads because it's been like Max saying this sort of like. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, so just the idea was like you know there's um, you know ads everywhere you know and I really couldn't remember specific clients that advertised on billboards or buses or things like that, but we knew there was a lot of money there, and cars was just always overlooked. You know, like you think of U-Haul which is a brand name that everyone knows about, but they don't do any advertising. It's just their trucks that are wrapped. Um, same thing with like the Red Bull cars, right? And then we would talk to people who would drive in wrapped cars and they would swear by it. They'd be like, everyone talks to me, everyone sees this. So we're always like, how come advertising on cars is not a mainstream thing? It's just kind of like a, a niche a niche focus. Um, on the other side of it is you have, you know, uh, if you have a car, we like to say, then you kind of own your own company at this point, right? You can mm-hmm. drive for lifts you can do delivery you have kind of the freedom to make money how you want and so we were like well what if we paid people to put ads on their cars for companies they like and support and uh and that was just kind of how it all started and you know we spent the first couple years talking to everybody we could find and handing out flyers to people who would put ads on their cars very un seo-ish flyers you know Mm -hmm. um uh but we just kept hustling and finally got our first local client a company called ShopRite, and then just kept building and building and seven years later you know we have 450,000 drivers signed up across the country we're working with uh brands like ea sports crayola buffalo wild wings uh, just landed 7-eleven um, we're operating in 40 different cities across the country so um you know we're, we're trying to create a new medium of advertising 
the same way billboards and buses and taxis have been around for decades, there's no reason that cars can't be another option that's as common as, as those mediums. Uh, so it's kind of a little bit about cars. Congratulations uh, from a guy again who knows you, I, I would say, fairly, fairly well. Uh, it is amazing and inspiring, and it makes me feel so damn good knowing how successful you guys have become, uh, and it's well extremely well deserved so congrats man thank you thank you john uh mac how about yourself man tell us a little bit more about you and a little bit about your journey i gotta follow that up huh yeah <laughs> that's tough, man. That's tough. um congrats Greg. that's awesome uh, john thanks for having me so mac frederick um you know from kind of from the area went to penn state uh then worked for google was in and out of a couple small startups. Uh, worked for Google for about two years in the Google Ads department. Uh, sort of started my agency on the side while I was there. And they found out and caught me and had to let me go as a conflict of interest. So that was a, a funny segue into me actually going full force into the business. And I was in Michigan, moved to Philadelphia, closer to friends and family to sort of dive the whole way in with the agency. Um, on the other side, I started like an electronics company called Phone Repair Philly. We've got a couple locations in the city now. Um, just one best of Philly, so that was nice. But as far as momentum goes, we're a digital marketing agency. Mostly, you know, primarily we focus on Google and Facebook ads. Um, so lead generation, you know, ticket sales, stuff like that. And, we do some SEO and web design as well, but mostly the, the paid advertising aspect is where we're best at because I was in the Google Ads department when I was at Google. And so that's really our core focus. Awesome. Well, again, thank you guys so much for, for being on. I, I, have, I wanna start off with this one question. And I do believe that advertising, the future of advertising is, I would say, maybe somewhat confused because you have a lot of people spending money on digital advertising. You have a lot of people like yourself, Greg, who's doing a completely different uh, ideology of what advertising is. Greg, what would your definition be in, in a broader scope is the definition of the, fu the future of what advertising is going to look like? That's a good question. Um, I think you're going to see more alternative forms of advertising start to start to pop up. I think from my vantage point is you have these big agencies, media buying agencies that have controlled the vast majority of the spend. Um, but with the new generation coming along and, and technology, um, like it used to be like 30 years ago, like you just put a radio ad out there and you couldn't track it. And like you made a ton of money in radio because like it was one of the only mediums out there. Now there's so many options and there's so much data behind it that it's just going to take both being super analytical and, and having experts like Mac and, and what you guys do at Penji help, you know, like push companies forward. But then it's also going to take just very outside the box thinking um, uh, to try to get people's attention. Cause that's what you're doing is everyone's just trying to get people's attention. And it's so hard to now because there's so many options. I think experiential is going to be big too. I think like, experiences with brands um it's going to be a big part of it i think esports is really is really coming up and i think the companies that are getting in early there are at a big advantage um i mean esports is just blowing up right now yeah um 
but yeah, I think that, and I think what's, 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 what's also cool is it's, you've kind of leveled the playing field where if you can be creative and get a good video out there or just some good content out there, you have the ability to go viral, which you weren't, you know, really couldn't see, you know, 20 or 30 years ago today. So I think it's, it's creativity, it's analytics, and it's just, it's just hitting people when they don't expect it is I think where the smart advertisers are going to be going to in the future. Yeah. Mac, how about yourself? What would you say is your definition to the, or at least your mindset in thinking about the future of advertising? I think Greg was just spot on there in, in every regard. I'd completely agree with everything you said. The only thing I'd really add to that is, you know, some of the advertising is going to be extremely disruptive. You know, we are just completely disrupting people's attention and it's grabbing people's attention, but also almost subliminally, I think there's going to be a lot of integrated advertising where, you know, product placement and a lot of social that's maybe not even so much tagged or mentioned. Um, you're going to have advertising that's very much not disruptive where it's just going to seem like part of like someone's ordinary day. Um, and then on the other side of it, you know, you're going to have companies that are more traditional disrupting the traditional side. But as far as the digital space goes, it's going to be extremely analytical. Um, Facebook and Instagram are going to get drastically more expensive as more people flood into those realms from a digital marketing perspective as more entrepreneurs want to be independent consultants or start their own agencies, you know, they're going to go for the path of least resistance, which is, you know, getting in with Facebook and Instagram advertising and then Google um, and then into like creating websites and design and all this stuff. So you're going to see a lot of those markets really be flooded and increase the cost of grabbing people's attention. So I think there's a lot of things to think about. And I think one of the key factors and um you know motivators behind success in the advertising space is you know cr the creative the creative is going to be the conduit of success for a lot of these businesses well what's what's interesting is like and you're so right about product placement like the, the whole game of thrones thing with the starbucks cup like mm -hmm. i don't like was that on purpose like i don't even know like but <laughs> I, I guess it wasn't but you could easily see like like someone saying like accidentally leaves some and it causes a whole thing you know for like complete dominates the news cycle and probably got billions of dollars of free publicity from just this like accidental mistake and just shows you how random but if you can like think about that and if you can really think about ways to like just completely like you said disrupt people's days because of a product like i mean i just thought that was unintentional brilliant marketing yeah. and it's like it's like, how do you do more of that? Like, could Carver yeah. Tyson left a mug on Game of Thrones' table, accidentally right. sent a spy in there and paid <laughs> off, like, a guy who's doing the producing, like, right? I mean, I don't know, but, uh, like, that was just, that was incredible. And it's just, yeah. So. And so, like, to that point, right? So, we, we have these weird examples of Game of Thrones and Starbucks reference. Greg, could you think of uh, maybe like a business or, or maybe some examples that you've heard of throughout your journeys of, of, of entrepreneurship where you've experienced these uh, experiential type of, or maybe your clients, this experiential type of advertising that has worked incredibly well? Yeah, we have a really new product line, which is um, for like big events, let's say the Super Bowl or you know, Sixers opening night or like especially in like pharmaceuticals actually for like big conference trade shows where everyone's trying to make a splash. 
uh, we'll wrap a bunch of, of, of rideshare cars, wrap a bunch of Uber Lyft cars, and have them essentially work the conference where they're just lined up outside and they're picking up people that are going to and from the conference, right, or mm. from the event. So if it's like, uh, you know, if it's like South by Southwest and all these companies are trying to reach all the tech people there, you get like 20 wrapped Uber cars. People are getting in the cars, like, come to exhibit B at South by, right? And it's such a, it's a very immersive experience and, and, and kind of just disrupting thing that they're not used, like everyone's trying to advertise these conferences, but if you're getting to a wrapped Uber car, you're like, holy crap, like, you know, this is, this is cool. So that's something that we're really proud of that I think has really broken the mold and that's really, um, clients love it. Clients love it. They're taking pictures with the cars. It's just grown pretty exponentially that, that product line. So, so that's been really fun for us. Mac, how about yourself? Do you see uh, some, have, have you heard of or worked with any type of like businesses that are doing a really good job grabbing that attention? Not so much in the small business space. I think a lot of people trying to do that are more of like major brands. Um, I think Penji's done a great job of it. I think you guys do a great job disrupting and getting people's attention. This isn't about us, <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> the purple monster. Um, but you see bigger brands doing it all the time, um, but mostly through social media. I think what's really important now is the virality of things and, and just using social media to you know use something that's really creative and outside the box to get people to share it because it's either really funny or really interesting or really engaging and just taking advantage of the social platforms and how they work. I think that's a lot more effective than you know actually trying to run more of these digital ads that are boring or just like you know run of the mill type of ads. I want to talk about that actually, uh, which is targeting, because it's really. I would say relatively easy to target an individual when it comes to a digital advertising, but there may be a lot of things that are left up in the air when it comes to, you know, let's just, let's be honest what Greg does. So Matt, could you tell us a little bit more about like targeting uh, and what are some techniques that we could use in order to target our general demographic? And then Greg, I'll let you refute that and, and, and add on to, uh, and add on to that as well. Um, I mean, there's some things that I could talk about that are currently in like a gray area, especially when it comes to Facebook and Google, which is when it comes to, when it comes to data, um, they're really getting cracked down on if you've seen anything or heard anything in the news, you know, ever since, um, you know, the Cambridge Analytica scandal about two years ago, Facebook's especially been really cracked down on, which is why you see their stock fluctuating so much because they have so much data at their disposal, and they want to be able to use that data to give advertisers a better experience based on using that data to reach their target market. For example, you know, let's say, let's say there's a list online, like a big forum of Uber drivers, people are going to be able to access those Uber drivers emails, Greg, and you're going to be able to export and clean those emails and then upload them to Facebook as a data list, as a, customer audience, oh, custom wow. audience list, and then you can advertise directly against those people. Yeah. So one thing Facebook's really getting cracked down on too is their third party integrations. So their app analytic integrations. So like, let's say you sign up for, you know, the fitness app, like map my run and you use a different email with that or a different phone number or different information about you. These apps 
share data like third-party data with each other to Facebook and so you can use the data given from that app to target more specific interests and behaviors in Facebook ads hmm. we gotta get, I gotta get you talking to my head of operations after this uh, after this podcast so. <laughs> Greg how about yourself when it comes to targeting um, yeah go ahead so I, I so like all right so there's a, there's direct lead gen marketing, right? And that's, that's SEO. That's getting the buyers directly, you know, as they're about to buy your advertising message in front of them. Once you reach a certain size and scale though, like um, you need that awareness to help with those conversions. Right. So that's why like, we're a really good complement to digital. We don't see ourselves as competing with digital. We look at it as like, we'll help your digital conversions because there'll be more familiar awareness with the product, Right. If you're getting hit at, from 10 different HVAC places a day, right? But what's stuck in your mind is the, the car you just, the wrapped car you saw recently. When the time comes for, you know, you have that challenge of, I need a new heater. And in your mind, you've seen this HVAC company from the cars and from other channels. That's the first one you're gonna probably click on because it's right there with the other, other two or three, but you have that familiarity and you associate it with a good feeling. So, you know, it's hard to track direct ROI with our medium of advertising, although it's been done before in certain cases, you know, health insurance signups and, and MBA programs and different things like that, that we work with. But, you know, good marketers understand that, like, you got to hit people a lot, right? And the more you hit people, the more you're on their top of mind, the better your digital conversions will be. So that's the argument we make to, to our, our clients. And I think it's a good one. I, I've read articles and there's always conflicting uh, conversations of like what that number is. I've heard that it was somewhere around 12 being 12 times. If you're able to talk to somebody and get in front of their face, they're more likely to become a customer. Greg, I'd like to hear if you have any type of number based off of your data. And then Mac, I'll ask you the same question based off of your experience with your customers as well. Yeah, it's, I, I've, I think, those stats that you read, we've kind of read those too. And that's kind of what we use, but it's also just, it's so random advertising. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> and that's why, like just always being present matters. Like we, mm -hmm. we got uh, like a, we, one of our clients who like we're, we're advertising a doctorate program, which is super specific. And like, you can only apply for a doctorate program. If you have an MBA already, you need right. a master. So it's a tiny pool, but like this woman was like having a rough day and like, she said she saw a car drive by with this doctor and she thought it was a sign. And then she signed mm. up. It was like a $50,000 sale for that college. Yeah. But like, I mean, can I, can I say that like if we hit eight people like that, you know, five times a day, then they'll go and convert. No, but just because you're out there and you're present, good things happen. Mm. Um, and you know, it's, it's, it's a little conflicting with where the world of advertising is going with all the data right? Because like, I think, yeah, as much data as possible. And I think once we reach real scale, we can do real tests that show like if you build the awareness pool by X percentage, your conversions lead to this much. We haven't had that opportunity yet with a big enough client to really test that out. But, um, but you know, I, I believe our product works. Our clients believe it works. Um, they're growing, they're having success. Um, and I think, you know, as we continue to grow and learn, we'll be able to have better like real, real analytics that show uh, how this can work at scale. Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge, what you said was absolutely 
spot on. I, I love that, um, the maturity of that answer. So Mac, when you're going through um, conversions, when you're going through the brand awareness, uh, have you seen a particular style or number that it takes in order to kind of get more people to be made aware of your product or service? With us, with us it's a little different because we're, we're in the business of driving leads in sales in conversions. So we actually focus on the opposite, like with branding and awareness, you know, you're, you're focusing on the CPMs, you know, cost per thousand impressions and like the branding and frequency component of that. What we actually aim to do is limit the frequency because a lot of what we do, uh, do since we're going after focused, like exact targeting methods, if people aren't making decisions in converting or engaging within three, you know, three impressions, then we're done showing them the ad. Mm -hmm. We typically don't do anything more than three impressions because there's like a point where like, how many times have you seen the, the same commercial and now you're just kind of pissed off at it and you don't like the brand, you know? So we're focusing a lot more on, okay, if they keep seeing this ad, it actually reduces the likelihood they'll convert. Yeah, absolutely. And so something else that I would like to hear from, from both of your perspectives in terms of like outside of the, uh, I guess within yourselves, not necessarily for the clients, but lead generation and sales, I think is, is the, the only way that a business can get out of the slump that it's in is to drive more results into their own business. So do you have any creative approaches? And I'll start with Mac. Do you have any creative ideas or creative approaches that you use in order to lead gen for yourself? And then again, Greg, I'll ask you that same question. So surprisingly, we don't do any advertising for ourselves. Um, I'm going to change that with a, with something I'm putting together, but we typically haven't done any advertising. What I've traditionally done is, so one thing I do is I just use social media a lot and I connect with people online and I try to engage with a lot of people through direct messaging them online. Um, and by doing that, like I post a lot of, like a lot of what you'll see me post on Facebook is more so like questions where people like comment and then I start a dialogue with them outside of the Facebook post or Instagram post because then that actually um, helps your algorithm. So now your post, every time you post anything, it's going to show up higher on their timeline and they're more li likely to see it. And so I'm creating brand awareness and brand recognition For by yourself. creating online dialogues one yeah. v one. Nice. And has that, um, and you said, so that's like a, a, a great factor that drives, is there, uh, or is it just more so business conversations that lead into something much bigger than that? Um, or is it just more so like friendly conversations that ultimately people ask and say, Oh, what do you, you know, what, oh, what do you do again? Friendly conversations. Yeah. So just like human to human element is what you're saying. Exactly. Because what I would say is a referral is going to be 10 times better than a, a lead that comes through paid advertising. Because if somebody comes to me, they already know what I do. They already know what they want. They already know most importantly that they can probably trust me because they were referred to me by a friend. And the one thing that I say is everybody loves to know someone. So yeah. you, you want to know the guy who runs the club. You want to know the local pizza guy. You want to know the gym owner. Everybody loves knowing people. 
and they love being able to connect people for the most part. So if you're able to like really position yourself as like a thought leader or industry leader, whether it's design or Google ads. And I think that's one thing I really got away from over the past two years, which was a mistake of mine is I started like people didn't know what to label me as. I used to be like the Google guy. But then as I started focusing on all these other things, people didn't know how to like, I wasn't the Google guy anymore. It's like, oh, well, like now I know 10 digital marketers, max one of them. Yep. 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 No, I like that. Greg, how about yourself? Same question. Yeah. Well, I, I would honestly like to hear your answer as well. I know you're hosting it, but I think you guys do a great job on the B2B side of generating leads. Like I see it and like, I'm like, so it's, it's, it's really good. Um, people are a lot nicer in person than they are over the phone. So I try Mm -hmm. to like, uh, I try to kind of, it's like a multi-pronged approach really where like, I try to go to a lot of events. I try to meet people. I try to be present where our clients are. So that's conferences, trade shows, um, events around. And I'm just, you know, I, I spend time looking for these events. Right. And there's a pretty, it's, it's a longer term ROI, but we can afford to be patient. And like, you know, once you build a relationship the right way, it's, it's, it's pretty lasting. So I think just old fashioned meeting people face to face. I think LinkedIn has been great for us where we get leads where biggest, biggest thing for us the past year, among other things has been posting twice a week on LinkedIn. Really? Um, Yeah. Me, me and Mac just posts, not you, Mac, other partner. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, it's just, you got to say something 10 times before people like understand it. Yeah. to this day, people are like, oh, you wrap cars, right? And like, yes, we wrap cars, but we really, the thing is we're paying Uber and Lyft drivers and everyday people to wrap their cars for their companies, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. even to this day, people are still like, that gulf, that gulf of understanding is still not completely there. So yeah. like, I have to say the same thing over and over again, right? Yeah. And so it's just being consistent and repeating it on LinkedIn um, has been really good for lead generation for us. And then, you know, you, you tell a story with it, you make it visual. You, know, you make it creative. Um, that's probably been our, our best kind of uh, uh, lead gen approach. And then also email marketing. We, we do that as well um, yeah. to, to prospects that don't get back to us. You put them on a list and you tell the story and it's just in advertising. It's just, you just got to be top of mind. Cause like one day, you know, someone's boss will say we should advertise on cars. There's no rhyme or reason to it, but because we're top of mind, yeah. You know, that's where we fall in there. So I mean, that's interesting because I, I want to expand on the LinkedIn thing because I get about five messages a day from just spammers constantly getting trying to slide into my DMs asking for a business, whatever it may be. And I think that is the, the crappiest way that you could possibly do any form of advertising. Um, so are you more so like going on the messaging side of LinkedIn or are you more so going on just the posting side? No, I do the posting content. Like okay. what we'll do is like, we'll friend prospects and yeah. not just, not just the prospects themselves, but the people who work at those companies. Yeah. Right. So like if we're trying to get into Penji, we'll hit everyone up on Penji. And then instead of messaging them, we'll probably spend a couple of weeks just posting content that one or two of them might find interesting. And then if one or two of them start liking it, uh, then you know that their coworkers are seeing it too. And then when you reach out, it's a much warmer reach out because yep. you've already educated kind of your prospect on what you're doing. Yep. Um, and so you're more likely to see it's a good fit, you know, and, and you do that consistently over time and it starts building up uh, more. So it's, it's all about like raising that awareness gap. And that's what, that's what marketing is in, in essentially, right? It's like, Similar to what Mac was saying, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's making it warm. So when you, you talk to somebody, 
they feel like they know you already and they feel yeah. like they know your product already and it's a much more friendly friendly reach out and that's where linkedin i think there's a big opportunity there is to kind of tell that story on linkedin because uh, not many people are good at it right now yeah mac do you want to add on top of that the one thing i say is people don't like to be sold people like to buy mm. so people like to be put in the driver's seat no and- pun intended and timing is everything so even if they don't want something now you know let's say a couple weeks from now they they get some capital or a loan and they're ready to start advertising or they win a grant or a competition now they have some capital and they're ready to start doing some advertising so you do need to stay top of mind and you need to be that expert within the field because referrals are everything and people want to come to you like the days of cold calling are dead we don't do any cold calling. All the business comes to us. Um, I think advertising is really like the middle ground to like generating buzz and awareness about your business and like who you are and what you do and, you know, making yourself positioned as the thought leader, as the industry leader. Um, but you know, we don't do any cold calling and we really stick away from that. And I think advertising is sort of headed that direction too unless you make it like very uninterrupted or something that's very valuable for the people who could potentially use those services. Yeah. Well, I'd say we, we do a lot of cold calling and I love cold calling. I will never not love it. Like it is such a good art. It's just, it's, you know, some people are like our head of business development. He's like unbelievable. And he gets like, he gets his deals through cold calling. Like Seven Eleven was a was a cold, you know, it was a cold, uh, cold, cold email. You know? <laughs> Who would have thought? I mean, so like, you know, uh, we said like one of our sales advisors, old radio guy, you just start pick up the damn phone is what he tells us. You know, like just very old school. So like, there, I think there still is a is a place for that, and it depends on the business. Like we're a very unique business. We have a very unique value proposition, right? Like there's not many other people who are offering this type of advertising. So if you get someone on the phone and they're interested, you can, interesting, send me more. And so at least you're, you're bridging it. But um, you know, our, our sales team is, is very heavily focused on just cold, and maybe we could do a better job of this, right? But it's very much like cold reach outs, cold emails, and just working really hard, right? And the people that are gonna succeed are the ones who are getting like 40 to 50 a day in qualified prospects and our marketing will help them, right? It'll help soften it. So when they, they do the reach outs, it, it goes well. But um, uh, but yeah, fine, like it's it's fun to think about like Instagram direct messaging has worked for us also. We'll like send Instagram messages to people in marketing saying, check this out, we've gotten leads that way. Mm-hmm. Facebook's great too. I think, you know, Mac, you touched on that. Like Facebook messaging is a great way to get, get in front of people also. Yeah. You know, Twitter. Um, uh, so, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, and John, you're really good at cold calling. That's like kind of, we've talked about that in the past. Yeah. I don't do it anymore, but like, yeah. no, but I, I do appreciate the artistry behind it. Um, because like you need to have the toughest skin. Like if you ever want to be humbled, go cold call for like an hour and then you will feel like the complete like piece of crap that you but it just brings you down to that level that you need to be at in order to build yourself back up that's my opinion something has worked really well uh for penji we're actually testing it right now is creating a completely unique script 
uh, a script as in like it's it's like verbatim exactly what it needs to be. And then the second one is a complete unique uh, unique uh, script that says nothing about the business. So the one is is a template that says a lot about the business and educates them. The other one is a complete cold outreach where we say nothing about business. We say nothing about anything. We just say, Hey, we noticed that you like, uh, the Sixers and, uh, sorry, sorry to hear that they lost yesterday. So like things like that. And then at the very bottom say, PS, would you be down for a quick phone call to introduce ourselves to you? And, uh, believe it or not, that has worked incredibly well. The one where it's completely has nothing to do with business at all or no story behind it. But just the fact that we've been able to do research about that individual by just combing the internet and you can comb a person's entire history in life in under 30 seconds, just by looking at their Instagram or Twitter handle to get a better idea of what it is that they find value in. That's really interesting. Yeah, and I can give you data on that too yeah, me, if you guys so choose. I would like to learn more about that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, so, go ahead. Real quick, I forgot to mention this. What's so? This is an interesting tip. Like, you like everyone responds when you invite them someplace. Like, yes. Invite someone. You just like get tickets to like a minor league baseball game. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm talking like the most random things. Like you send someone invite, they'll they'll at least respond and yeah. like. It's so interesting the level of people that have responded to us offering like the random, we get like random tickets to random stuff and like, um, it's just a, and if they come, it's great. If they come, it's great. But I, when I, what I do is when I network with somebody, I like to like try to at least get them to event by the following month. So like you have one touch point and then you bring them to something with you, and you've really solidified that relationship. They're like indebted to some degree too. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be that that gruesome, but yeah. It's just, it's a nice connecting point. And, yeah. Uh, and like for clients, it's great. For people you just meet around, it's great. And you just like, it's, it's marketing though. It's all marketing, you know, like going to events is, is a form of marketing in, in, in one way. And uh, it's something that I think is a little overlooked um, right now. 100% agree. I have uh, one final question for everybody. And then uh, we can kind of get on on our own ways here. But um at the end of the day, you guys are all accomplished entrepreneurs. You have a lot of amazing clients and a lot of great experience, but there are people out there who still just don't understand how to get started. So if someone is just starting out and having a hard time understanding themselves and understanding their story, what would you recommend for them to do? And um, if, if, if nobody wants to start, um, you know, if, if nobody can, if you want to think about it a little bit more, go be it. But whoever wants to jump right ahead, uh, go right into it. I talk about this all the time. Um, just getting involved in entrepreneurship. I think some people are more so born with it, but it can also be learned. Um, it, it has a lot to do with your personality and who you are as a person and mostly understanding yourself and what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you enjoy, what you don't enjoy. Um, you know, I knew I was always good at talking to people and being around people and I could understand the internet pretty well. So I just wanted to take, you know, a lot of my passions and strengths and put them into a framework that allowed me to be successful. I think a good starting point would be then just first understanding yourself and what you enjoy and what you're good at. Um, because not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur and entrepreneurship is 
been highly popularized the past five plus years now. You know, since when I was in college, like it, people started talking about it, they didn't really know what it was. But now it's highly popularized and everybody thinks they can do it yep. until they can't, until they realize <laughs> they can't pay their bills. And, you know, now they're driving Uber or <laughs> they're, you know, doing something they don't want to do because they really don't know what it is they do want to do. So I'd say figure out who you are as a person, understand yourself first, understand your strengths and weaknesses, find out what you're good at. And then there's a couple different books you can read. Um, you know, one of the books I read lately that I think is really good is by Rand Fishkin, uh, Rand Fishkin with Moz, yep. um, Lost and Founder. It's a pretty good uh, book. Um, but then there's a lot of other great books out there like you know, how to win friends and influence people is a good one by Dale Carnegie. A lot of people start with that and then jump to like Tim Ferriss and a lot of other books out there. But I think it's a lot of self-education and then a lot of online education and then sort of marrying the two and finding out what you're good at and what you can do and how you can make money from it. Love it. Beautiful. Greg, how about yourself, my man? I think it's like there's two stages where like a quote I really like is like to walk the path, you must be the path. Uh, which essentially is like, if you, if like, like you're only going to succeed and start a company, if like, you're so obsessed with this, that like, you're just, you're ready to do this for the next like five years. Like if you feel like, if you think like for the next five years, 10 years, I'm just going to like be excited by just working on this. Like not even if it's successful, the idea of working on this excites me. Like, okay, that's the first thing you have to check off. Cause if you don't have that, like that drive and that comes from Max's point about like really internalizing understanding yourself like you're not really all in and like you, like the companies that like succeed are the ones where like the, the owners the founders the employees are just so passionate about what they were doing they're able to just like keep working even though all rational uh you know points will say like this is not working right um so that's the first step is you got to like make sure you're ready to really like just be all in and have this consume you um and then from there, I think it's just taking like one step at a time. Like, you know, like you're going to, you're going to waste so much time in the sense of like, you're going to work on the wrong things. You're going to like, this. nothing's going to happen here. I spent all this time here, but like, you just like one foot in front of the other, just keep going. And then like years and years and years, things start to finally click. And then you start realizing how to spend your time. And then you just like, I feel like we don't, we, we've been at it for seven years now. And I think like, last year was our first good year and like we finally kind of have our footing but that was after like seven years of just obsessing over this and working mm -hmm. on it all the time so like you got to be able to understand you you're in it for the long run and then i think with how to get started you just you just like don't get discouraged and take small small steps every day is what, is what i would say Beautiful answer, gentlemen. I love it. And I'd like to thank each and every one of you guys for, for listening, for watching, uh, for Mac and Greg. I appreciate it. Um, if you guys could just give a final 30 seconds, where can people find you? Where can people become a customer or learn more about your story and your journey? Greg, we'll start with you. Uh, yeah, LinkedIn's really great. Uh, Greg Starr, it's my name on LinkedIn. So just look me up there. Uh, uh, yeah, I, that's, that's, that's a good place. Awesome. And Mac, how about yourself, my man? Greg, you have a great name. We got to connect offline. Dude, you have a great uh, name too. I was going to say Mac Frederick. It's a great name. You, you, you're getting plenty of Macs in your life now. You can't, you, you're going to mix, mix us up so much. Yeah, you'll be Mac. You'll forever be known as Mac too. <laughs> right. 
Um, so you can find me on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook at Mac Frederick. Um, you know, needmomentum.com is our, our business handle. Um, Momentum Digital, you can find us anywhere online. SEO, look us up, search Google. Very cool. This webinar was brought to you by Penji. We provide on-demand graphic design to businesses, startups, marketing teams, and agencies. Go out there and execute your vision, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.